the Now That We're a Family podcast. Joy, I tell you what, you you were just talking about how tired you were feeling and how ready for bed you feel, but I there's nothing that is quite as exhilarating as sitting down to record a podcast with you in my mind. So I feel more alive Aww. than ever before. Wow, that is a big statement right there. I feel very loved right now because I came out here to record this podcast and I realized everything I am wearing was given to me recently. You guys sent the sweetest gifts and I just wanted to thank Becky and Rachel. They got me this cute sweater and Sydney Kalba got me these pants. No way. I feel like they're kind of like, I don't know if you guys can see on YouTube, they're like Jasmine pants from disney nice except like there's less curb appeal and more comfort (laughs) (laughs) there's always curb appeal with you disney (laughs) star (laughs) and then this necklace was given to me to me by nick and lena and so i'm just no way it was so sweet of you guys to send such thoughtful cozy comforting gifts that's so like the gaperols or gaperols yeah well, I'm always intimidated pronouncing your guys' last name, so that's why I'm just saying Nick and Lena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always refer to them as just Nick and Lena, I guess. Yeah, and the happy family because all their kids are smiling all the time. Yeah. You guys all smile all the time. We love it. Tell you what, that's a good trait. If you're going to be known for a character trait, I think being joyful is a good one. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it More brings like a joy. It brings a smile to other people's faces, too, so... Thank you, guys. Yeah, so Katie and I actually wanted to kind of use this episode to do somewhat of a brief, I don't want to say, it's not a recap of our summer, but I think it would be kind of some takeaways um, from our summer. Or maybe like what we're after the fact, like what we're learning right now. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty real time. Would you say? Like, Absolutely. Honestly, like I didn't want to put... We have a couple episodes that we want to do where I feel like we have to research and get a lot of Bible verses and stuff <laughs> before I feel comfortable sharing on the topics. And I was like, I do not feel up for that tonight. And Elisha came up with the idea of a few things that he was learning right now. And I was like, oh, I have some things that I've been learning and we've been wa- walking through some stuff together. So this is going to be kind of more of a ramble, I guess, in just we don't have any talking points. We're just going to talk about life right now and what we're learning in it. Yeah. Cause recently, I mean, right now it's, you know, mid September and we just kind of finished up, I would say with the last of our summer commitments or festivities. And it seemed, I mean, this with, I don't think we're unique in this, but you get to the end of the summer and you're like, wow, we had, we did a lot of things. We went a lot of places and we were at a lot of different events this summer. Next summer, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to say yes to as much next summer. Well, I think it's hard because this is the first year I felt like, oh man, like this is not optional really. Hmm. And so we just need to find out ways to get better at summers because like we had five cousins engaged to be married this year five cousins married five weddings and then one sibling that's getting married wow and then two family reunions yep and that's just like yeah my my, non oh yeah your parents 40th wedding anniversary yeah but like those are just like you don't not show up to those things oh and you want to be there yeah you want to be there um but it's just like a lot and then you throw in like any other trips that you have planned or any other obligations. And yeah, it's just like a total whirlwind. Yeah. And, and this, we're not here to talk about like, that's not what we're here to talk, yeah, talk, talk about. about. Oh, how crazy our life is or our summer. <laughs> Cause I don't, 
because I think this is a very common thing with, with families and with parents of young children and, um, or just really people at any stage of life. And Katie and I found ourselves, I'd say starting maybe two and a half weeks ago, both. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I'll just kind of speak from my perspective. And obviously I'm going to say we and us here and there, but I'll let you speak for yourself. Um, but from my perspective, it seemed like we both kind of were found a, were found a point of depletion in regards to, um, emotional bandwidth and mental energy. And I'd say spiritual, um, yeah, spiritual reserve, you know, like we, we did not, we did not have a lot to give in those areas to others or to each other. And it's interesting how when Katie and I both find ourselves in those seasons, which I think are inevitable for anybody's lives where you just feel at a deficit, you're like, okay, there's, there's no more reserve in the tank or we're, we're reaching, we're close to hitting bottom here. Um, you kick into so many sometimes old bad patterns and bad habits of trying to fill yourself or of trying to just, um, cope with the realities of life. And Katie and I, I think Katie does this less than I do because she's matured far beyond me in areas of like some of your more negative traits where I still kind of fall back to like no, my negative traits. No, they're just different. They just look different. That's the only difference. Well, yeah. I mean, I think yours have a more positive outcome, so I think they're better, but, uh, needless to say, uh, whenever this happens and it doesn't happen a lot, fortunately, cause I feel like you and I are both, we do what we can to stay in the positive in those areas with each other and, um, having our cups full in different areas of life and not stay in the positive meaning like keep it peppy. No, but sorry. like stay in the black kind yes, of exactly. Keep that bank account full. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I mean, I'm using these terms and it's like, you can't substantiate these terms. <laughs> it basically it's like, wow. Like, I, you know, when Katie and I feel like we're in a spiritual, when our spiritual tanks full, it's like, we've been just meditating on God's word day and night. We've been fellowshipping consistently with believers. We've been, you know, listening to uplifting Christian podcasts or sermons, um, throughout the week. And we feel like that just fills our tank, so to speak. And likewise, I think relationally with each other, if we're spending quality time with each other, um, if we're making a point to go on dates on a regular basis, that fills the you know, the, the proverbial tank, the love tank. Um, so that there's some bandwidth there. There's some, uh, maybe some fat on the bone, so to speak. And so that, that with be, when it comes to relational things, we're not as quick to, you know, jump on each other in a bad way because we said something with a bit of a tone. Um, so that's what kind of, I mean, I think everybody kind of uses that type of language, but it's kind of hard to quantify when your tank's full or half empty or, you know, when you're riding yeah. on empty. Yeah. I mean, you know, though, if you know, you know, yeah. And so I say that to say that we found ourselves last week, both feeling depleted and like we were running on empty. And it's interesting how Katie and I do not recharge in similar ways. And that in and of itself can cause even more conflict and more strife in a relationship. Um, how do you, how do you perceive that Katie? Like everything I've said, do you feel like it was similar with you over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, we obviously had summer and then we had, I was coming off fatigue from pregnancy yeah. and then we had the miscarriage, which mm -hmm. had a lot of emotion with it. And then as we're coming into just normal life, we're past a season of, okay, you know, I'm healed. We're, we're getting back to normal life. Um, I think 
we both realized like, okay, we're in kind of a fragile state emotionally, mentally, physically. And so how do we stabilize ourselves through that? And I think that I jumped into, okay, well, I just want to get something behind me. Like, I just want to put distance between me and the hard season. Hmm. Because if I can link a few days of feeling good about my present life, then I feel like, okay, we're doing good. It doesn't matter. Like what's past is past. And this isn't like, I'm not saying that I don't give myself time to process things or to grieve or to be tired or Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But once I feel like that time's over, it's like go time for me. Mm. And I think that that time for me comes faster than you who does tend to process longer. Yeah. That seems like it's been the case throughout our young marriage, throughout our short (laughs) marriage. Uh, where in, and I, and I want to grow on being able to move on or move, move past, I should say, um, challenging times or emotional situations. Uh, but as it stands now, I just don't, I don't do it very well. I don't, or I shouldn't say I don't do it very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think we just have our own pace and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I hope not. I mean, (laughs) I I don't, I don't think it comes at a like net loss to what you're growing in or our family or your relationship with me or anything like that. You just kind of, you think through things longer, you take longer on each thought, I guess. I I don't know what, (laughs) I don't know. I was hoping you you would explain to me what my process (laughs) is. Stop. You know, I don't know. (laughs) All I know is, is I like, I feel like I'm just, I feel like I go through a lot of the same thoughts potentially just rapid fire Hmm. more. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you think about more. I do think Elisha thinks through things more than I do. So there's that too. I don't think so. I think that you are right that you think things through and then you are happy with whatever the conclusion is you come to and you move, you move beyond it. I don't think I like, that's just something that kind of goes to our personality. Sue is like, you very much trust your instincts and I don't like, I think that you, you, you very much trust your initial interpretation of something. Um, and and then you're able to take action accordingly. Uh, whereas I don't, I, I really do not have this, you know, I guess tendency to, um, trust my initial response to something or my initial, you know, reaction to something. Um, anyways, I was saying that all to say what brought this conversation up is that I think Katie and I both without, without, I think saying as much, we're wanting the other person to fill our needs. And as a day went on, another day went on, the other person on some level was failing to meet the other person's need. This wasn't like over, overall, like, oh, you're failing to meet, you know, all my needs. But I think there was like a little bit of, uh, of, you know, there were some that was left to be desired, um, in regards to maybe emotional or mental or, um, yeah, just like So like support. how wasn't I me- meeting your needs? Yeah, I think for me, it, I, I didn't feel like I had this room in the space to process things. And I think I wasn't meeting your needs for when it comes to like, you know, the love language of um, quality time. Well, Whereas, yeah. I, I was going to say how you weren't meeting my needs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was, was I getting close? Was I yeah, close? no, you were getting good. You were getting close. I don't think it was specifically quality time. I was thinking that sometimes, like you mentioned, time and space to process things. Yes. And I think 
I started to feel <clears throat> in that time and space outside of your inner circle. Yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily, I mean, it probably goes hand in hand with the whole quality time thing and the like conversation. Or I think I started wanting to talk things out and going like, okay, what's going on in your mind? You know, you're reclusive, you're thoughtful, you're pensive. Uh, I'm starting to feel in the outs here. Like, what are you thinking about? You know? And, and I felt like you needed more time to process on your own. And I started really wanting us to do things together. Yeah. And I was really unfair. And what's funny is that I think, it, and I actually, I say it's funny, but I think it's one of the reasons it's actually easy for you and I to talk about it is because I don't think this went a long ways. We didn't go deep down no. this rabbit uh, trail. Um, thanks to you really, I think, because I think it was like four or five days ago, we were in the kitchen and you just basically told me we need to talk. Like, I think the kids were all in bed and you're like, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. We need to talk. Um, and, and that was beneficial. I think we had some big breakthroughs in that conversation, Yeah. but it hadn't gotten crazy out of hand. No, I'm really grateful for, I feel like one, we, we know that Elisha is always going to process things differently. He's a different person. I'm always going to have different go-tos and my weaknesses and my strengths during different moments. But I feel like over time, we're slowly getting better to be like, okay, we aren't in sync here but not taking it personally and being like, you're handling this differently than I am. It does not one way's right. One way's wrong. But how can we start to unify through this? Hmm. Are there ways we can still be together while doing life differently? And I think, um, and, and being able to approach things from not like you're out to get me and shut me out. And I'm not out to squash all of his quiet time or time alone or smother him. But it's like, okay, we're, I think I use the words like we're bumping into each other. And I feel like we aren't running in sync. Like yeah. we aren't a smooth flowing machine where we're like both pulling together. Like I'm trying to do my thing and you're trying to do your thing. And we're like, it's kind of like jangling all the harnesses here. Yeah. And like, I'm not serving you, but I'm not feeling loved either. And and I know I'm missing the mark somewhere, but where is it? And um, I don't know, just... I was grateful because I feel like when I brought it up, we hadn't talked much Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like you got, you were like unwilling to talk either. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a big blessing to me is that I like kind of timidly was waiting into like, Hey, I'd like to talk about this. What's going on? I don't know what's going on here. Are you upset at me? You know, are you upset at the situation? And you weren't like, I'm not going to talk about it you just like slowly started to talk about it yes. and open up yes. to me. And I feel like I was able to see where I wasn't meeting your needs. And that communication was really helpful. Well, and also I, I needed to be called out and how much, like you said, I was kind of starting to put you at arm's length and I was excluding you from relationship ultimately, but I was excluding you from my process of trying to get back on track in the areas of life that were important to me. Um, and, and I think that, like we said, each of our tendencies, they don't, they don't flow. You know, that's, what's an interesting thing about compatibility that people talk about within a relationship is that sure on paper, I think you and I are compatible in a ton of ways, but, it, but not in all the ways. A lot of belief systems. Yeah. Belief systems. But as far as like personality 
traits. I don't think that like when we necessarily just are joint with compatibility um, in those areas, when it comes to our love languages and how we like, even as we're talking with processing things, I don't think that like our natural inclinations serve the the other person. Like our instincts. Our instincts. Our instincts rub each other wrong. It's, it's kind of that whole opposite the track thing. There's a beauty in it because when we're both in sync and unified, the other person's strengths also become our strengths Yes. because we get to utilize that other person's strength that we don't have. And so I think it's awesome when we're in a strong, healthy place. Yes. And like any opposite that's attract that um, initially attracted you, there is this also negative side to it where when it's not serving the other person and it's not serving the relationship, it's rubbing it wrong. Mm. It's like, I hate that you're doing that. And it can be something that's very much just like innate to you, but it's no longer serving the relationship. And so like an example of this was honestly, you got sick too. Yeah. I think that played a, a role in this whole process. Pretty sick. So, so, um, I was just all of a sudden getting all my energy back from three, four months of being down and out hormonally and everything. And so I'm starting to feel all this energy. I'm wanting to put all this behind me and get on with my life and lose the extra weight I gained and like just move on. And then Elisha gets sick. And so I'm like getting up at 530 every morning and I'm working out and just like getting my life dialed. Cause to me, that's me taking a lot of action in the areas that like doing hard things, like taking cold showers. That is like, makes me feel good about myself. And like, I'm moving forward here. Well, in order to do all that stuff, I'm going to bed at like eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. And that's usually Elisha's time. When you decompress from the day, relax, you come get into bed later, uh, not late, but like maybe nine, nine thirty. And then we hang out in bed. That's when we talk. That's when we connect for the day and we go to bed together. And I'm like getting in bed, lights out at 830. I have my schedule to keep, right? And I'm thinking this is so important for my mental health and my stamina. And Elijah's like, his he's trying to one, recover from being sick. So we're just in different seasons of life physically. Then also he's processing, like he doesn't have any of his processing time because I'm begging him to come to bed with me so we can go to bed and I can feel connected to him. And he has no time to think during the day. He just like works all day and then gets right in bed with me. You know what I'm saying? So like that would be an opposite thing maybe where like I'm trying to, I all of a sudden get hyperactive in what I'm doing and in my rigidity and in my necessity for progress hmm. almost yeah and, and i think that that trait like you said is so attractive to me and helpful to me when i am in a good season of productivity and when i'm feeling healthy and i'm in a good routine because we've that's been i think one of like the most enjoyable things about our relationship is that we get pumped about the same things and when we're pumped at the same time then we're both going to bed at eight and we're yes. both up <laughs> way early taking cold showers and working out. Yeah. And, and that's more how we live our lives on that. Yeah. We, we loved it. And I, but me not being there and you being there was really hard for me because mm-hmm. I was like, boy, I just do not feel like I can jump back in right now at this speed that you're going at. And the speed that you are going at, if anything, just brought like more anxiety 
because I was trying to rest, but then I started feeling guilty because you were back at it. And I was like, I just need to get back at it. But I felt like the sleep was important. Um, and you to were my kind health. of like trying and then it was setting you back physically. Yeah. Then I'd get up some mornings with you and we'd do it. And then I'd be wiped that day, you know, at like 3 PM with getting all sick again. And so it felt like it was a little bit of like a 10 day, like hamster wheel a little bit, or I don't know if that's the right analogy. It just didn't feel beneficial where it's like mm-hmm. we, uh, you were, you were firing all, on all, on all cylinders. I felt like I needed some rest and healing, but I wanted to keep running at your pace and you look from your perspective, you're like, this is what I need to do for my own well-being. Yeah. Is I need to get up, I need to have my time with the Lord, I need to have my workouts. And in order to do that, I need to go to bed. And and I just kind of felt like I didn't have any space or any time to heal, whatever, physically, to process things mentally, um, to talk things out. I felt like we you we didn't have any of that carefree, timeless. Like, yeah, like Elisha would be like, Hey, do you want to watch a movie tonight or a, a show or just hang out? And I'm like, no, I'm exhausted. Like I got to go to bed right now. Yeah. <laughs> like right now I cannot open my eyes for a minute longer. And I mean, it, it all sounds, again, we're talking this out now after having talked it out and it all makes sense. Right. And it all made sense when we had this conversation and are like, Oh, that totally makes sense. Why this is rubbing you wrong. And I'm starting to think like one, Elisha's sickness was about three weeks. Like it was this on and again, off again, just like fatigue. Well, it kind of would like flare up every time we would travel basically. Yes. Cause I wouldn't yes. sleep. We would eat terribly and it just prolonged itself. Yeah. So it's just prolonged this fatigue. And part of me starts thinking like, man, I think like, if Elisha got back on a schedule and we were doing this together, that would really help his sleep and it would help all this pro- this pro- these problems. But we weren't talking about it. And so I keep doing my thing thinking Elisha's going to jump on my like treadmill going 12 miles per hour. 12, huh? Well, you know when it's going really fast, you have to hold on the sidebars. Oh, is that 12 miles per hour or is that just like level 12? What? I don't know. Well, it might be. Level 12. I'm going level 12. It just, yeah, it I mean, seems like that's about 12 miles here. Yeah, that's pretty fast. You yeah, wouldn't that's... have to hold onto the sidebar, but I get nervous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like Elisha's just like withdrawing more and more and more and like not talking to me. And I know that you're pretty depressed. That's all I know. <laughs> it's like, just like the pain and like his face and the fatigue and... And I'm just like, I don't know what's wrong. I guess I need to give him his space. We aren't talking about it. Just thinking it's going to resolve itself. And sometimes these things do resolve themselves. I think I've learned that because I, I think I always used to think this needs to be a conversation now. Hmm. And over time I've learned, hey, sometimes good sleep, a good meal, a good, you know, quality date night or time together or something can really just dissolve the issue. But this wasn't going away over time. And it just seemed like, you know what? And even if it does go away over time, I still think it's worth learning the lesson for future um, occurrences with these types of scenarios, because there's going to come times in our future again, where I'm not feeling as good as you're feeling. Um, And something that I was so grateful for Katie is that I think, I don't know like if there's like the, the, the way this is said is like verbatim, for each person, but there is like this emphasis. It goes something like in order to take care of other people, you need to take care of yourself first or people really will, um, you know, maybe kind of glorify self-care 
and doing what's best for you and your own stability and your own mental health or spiritual health or physical health. And on one hand, it's like, oh, I totally get what you're saying. Like if, for instance, when I'm physically depleted and I'm mentally depleted, I'm not very helpful to our family. And so it's like, yeah, I do want to take care of my body physically. And I, and I want to be in a healthy place to serve you and the kiddos. But I was so grateful on how you, you looked at what you were doing and like in a vacuum or if it was just you and your life, just you, and you, there wasn't any other people to consider, you were doing the best thing for your life. You going, you going to bed at eight, waking up at five, that's the best thing for you just as an individual mm-hmm. to be in a healthy place spiritually and get your workout in and to get a jump start on the day. But then you didn't let that keep you from hearing me out and actually adapting. Like you didn't even, you weren't like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense that you're feeling, you know, pressured by me or, you know, feeling a little bit, you know, guilty because you're not getting up as early as I'm getting. But when you get healthy, then you'll start feeling better. You're like, oh, well, I don't need to wake up at five for the next week. In fact, like, let's just not set an alarm. Let's try to get caught up on sleep. If it's restful for you to watch a movie tonight, let's watch a movie tonight. Um, And that was really, that blessed me big time because it was truly, I feel like it was loving me. It was putting, it was serving me, putting me first, um, which was really humbling. Excuse me. Um, And it was also really inspiring because on paper, you were doing the thing that was better for you. And if you look at it from this perspective of like, well, I need to take care of myself before I can take care of others, then you would just keep doing that specific thing. But by you doing that thing, you were, you know. I was hurting my marriage. I was hurting the person I care about the most. Yeah. And I'm saying that to say I don't, I learned a ton from them because I think that when you look at just that, that phrase or that concept of taking care of yourself first or filling yourself before you can fill others, it's easy to really become just self-consumed. And to forget that, wait, no, I can actually personally go the suboptimal route. Like this is a little bit below optimal for me, but it's better for our marriage. It's the better route for our marriage. And I'm going to do that. Um, I want to be, I want to make decisions that are in accordance with that concept. You do that all the time. And I think of that uh, whole concept that we were talking about this self-care, whatever, helping other people is helpful to a point. And I think that statement is true to a point Mm -hmm. that we need to um, have inputs coming in and feeding us so we aren't just this like dry, cracked, barren ground with nothing to offer. We can still serve in that position. And I think we do as parents and as spouses, but it's a very hard place to be. Uh, But then it's very easy to go beyond that into just self-serving. Yes. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this. It's kind of like money, you know, like money is a problem to a certain point. Mm. And then the, so the pursuit of a certain amount of income does bless your family to a certain point, yeah. but then it can become an, like a, something you're never, you never stop seeking and it actually starts mm. taking away from your family. And it's no longer serving them. Yes. And it's sometimes hard to know where that balance is. And um, I also think of that phrase, it's only helpful if the other person thinks it's helpful. Yes. You know, like helping isn't helping if you're like, oh, no, you know, I came over to my neighbor's house every day and I put a hammer in his garage and I hammer the nail in. Yeah. Because 
he's trying to build a side house or something. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's helpful. Well, why are you hammering holes in his garage? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not helpful to the neighbor. And I think of that with something like this. I think it could be like, oh, well, I'm helping Elisha because I am happy and cheerful and I have a great life. And so he has this happy wife walking around all the time and that should just be such a joy to him. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, no, like by me being this way, it is making him feel worse about his life and feel guilty about rest, which is what he actually needs to be doing, which is rest. And um, I don't know. I was just so grateful that you did talk to me about it and were willing to tell me like your honest feelings about how it made you feel. Cause I think that took vulnerability and it, I don't know, just allowed me to be like, Hey, would I rather, you know, stick to my regimen or would I rather have a healthy marriage and a happy husband? Like mm. we'd rather have a healthy marriage and a happy husband. If that means going to bed at 11 o'clock tonight and hanging out and getting up at seven tomorrow and the kids do like small price to pay, mm. you know, there'll be seasons of, working out and like you said we do this stuff together all the time mm-hmm. it's not like this is life forever yeah. so anyways yeah. that said like a simple conversation that we had in the afternoon completely changed like yeah. you were all of a sudden happy we were having we were talking and laughing and having good times i was happy we we're just i think sometimes we don't run our own pace in our own race in marriage as a family like There are seasons when Elisha's way out in front of me and he slows down to take care of me. And so we can be in in sync. And I feel like this time, I mean, he did that for four months with me. And now I feel like this was a week where I pulled back and I did that. And when we get in sync and we're just going together and flowing together and there's just that like synergy, it's so fun versus like, I'm going to live my best life now yeah. and you get your act together, you yeah. know, because I, I feel like you've never done that to me. And there's been a lot of seasons where I've been dragging. Well, it is so much more rewarding when you do, when you're, when you're running in sync, whatever pace it does make running faster, that much more rewarding because it's not that you all means you are always going slower no. when you're, when you're running the same pace as your spouse. It's just that at seasons, you're going to need to, slow down and you're going to need to like catch your breath there for a second. Um, but you, but then there comes seasons where you're able to sprint together and you're doing it in sync. And frankly, I think you're faster together going the same pace. I mean, you know, don't look up like horse races on this or like team horse races yeah. or anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you're way faster just in my brain going in sync and it's way more enjoyable yes. than one horse going super fast and dragging the other one eating its dust. Like to me, that's just more work for both horses, and it's just lame. You resent yeah, each other. But more like drafting. Oh, is it like drafting? Because there's not much drafting and running, but maybe like, like biking draft. And so it's like maybe okay. you're not going like your top power, oh, but you're fair. going a little slower than you than you actually could go. But you actually are able to go faster because you're able to take turns. You know, at the end of what they do in bike racing. Yeah, I like that. Like the, but uh, I still like my horse analogy better because what I literally felt we were doing was like bumping into each other, yeah. like just yanking each other. Like we're harnessed together in marriage, you know? And it was just kind of like, I don't know, we're just like rubbing each other raw and yanking the harnesses all over. But I think like your drafting one was honestly better. I don't know. From a like, a speed standpoint. 
Yeah, like ultimately they're yeah. able. What's it called? The pot of butter, like a Peloton or whatever. Bikers. Yeah, and they take turns like going to the front because then they're breaking, you know, yeah. the wind and, the, and they take turns and doing that. I, I feel know, like we were, we're in sync. We're a little bit more working like that. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, that's good. Anyways, we're, <laughs> the other thing is, too, that yeah, was nice is that, like Katie said, a lot of these things work themselves out. Like, for instance, I think this could have, in appearance, worked itself out because, sure enough, a few days later, I started feeling a lot better. Like, I got some good sleep. I started feeling healthy. I uh, did some practical things that were just, like, better for my mental health in general. And that was, like, just listen to the Word of God, literally. Like, I, I first, to I mean, one day of that. And I was in a better headspace, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it wasn't just physical, the stuff I was dealing with. It was like a bunch of well, just that's the thing. mental it, stuff. It never is. By the time it's depression or anxiety or something like that, I feel like the physical impacts the mental. That's yes. what I'm trying to say. Big it's, time. They're so interrelated. And I just, after one day of choosing, I was like, I'm not going to listen to anything other than the Bible. And... I was in a much different ed space. And then a few days of that and then getting rest, you know, even if we would have had that conversation, I think we could have been like, oh, we're doing good. Like we're back to, we're back to normal or we're back to, you know, thriving here, we're back at the same pace. Um, but I think that conversation was so much better for the long-term health of our marriage because we were able to actually work through some problems that will then give us, I think, the tools to work through future problems instead of just having to wait for, you know, me to get my head right or me to get healthy again. We're able to be on the same team in those seasons where either one of us is is dragging on some level. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes you're still dealing with the resentment, though, when you go through that process, because I knew that I was rubbing Elisha wrong, but I didn't know how mm -hmm. until that conversation. And you also felt like you weren't doing anything wrong because you weren't. Yeah, yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, for sure. I wasn't, I didn't expect him to, I knew he was tired. I didn't expect him to get up with me or anything like that. Um, or, you know, I didn't want to put pressure on him. Um, but again, I just, I knew like he's not delighting in the wife of his youth. <laughs> <laughs> the wife of his youth is somehow wearing on his last nerve and I don't know why. And so I was, I was really grateful that you brought that up. And, um, and again, you didn't say anything. I could just tell, you know, when you're in the room together, it's not like, Oh great. We have a few minutes to talk. It's like, no, eye contact. <laughs> oh, come on. I always enjoy you. I'm always, I will say I'm always grateful that I'm married to you. That's just a fact. Yeah. I'm not always grateful I'm in the same room as you. Okay, Alicia <laughs> Peter, since the mics aren't working anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have to stay over here. I'm teasing. Uh, but yeah, no, I, unless you have any closing thoughts, Katie, I think we can wrap this up because I think yeah. you and I are both really excited for some upcoming episodes that we are going to be recording here. But I think this was something that was really worth wild and disgusting because I think it was a true breakthrough in our marriage. And I think that this was this, this, uh, dynamic was not the first time we had experienced this. Where no, we were it's right different. actually happened a ton. Yeah. But I feel like this was the healthiest we've handled it. And yes. that's why I'm really grateful that we did have the conversation that you were so humble. Um, and, and you were too. You well, really are. I'm glad you thought so. Um, Anyways, yeah. yeah, like you said, I, I, mean, I think it's cool. Again, when, when we have these things, we could look at them from two perspectives, which is like, 
wow, we're doing this merry-go-round again. Like, yes, we're, we've had this problem before. And, but I think the way we saw it was like, we're going to go around this merry-go-round a ton of times. Like we can, we can't control, um, God did design us innately different. That is why we really appreciate the other person a lot of times. And the way circumstances go, we aren't always on the same page physically and mentally, and and we can't be. Mm. Um, And that's the cool thing about being a team is that we get to get better at pulling the other person up and serving them where they're at and allowing ourselves to be served in seasons when we aren't capable of giving out a lot. And I think the perspective that we want to have is, hey, each time we hit this cycle, we're able to have, take the experience from the last time we hit this cycle and apply it to now and avoid the blowups or the resentment or the stonewalling or the negative responses that can come when it's dealt with poorly. Mm-hmm. And instead, it wasn't hard to get out. I mm-hmm. guess, was, you know, like we're, I think we both realized like, okay, this isn't healthy. And it was like 15 minute talk, maybe 30 minutes during the kids' nap time. And it was like, we're in the clear. Yes. It was so, it was so beneficial. No, no, no foul, you know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Take, take from it what you want. We're just, we're stoked. We're just grateful to the Lord, uh, to the Lord ultimately, because I think he, he designed marriage and he has just given us a real joy for marriage in it desire to grow in this and uh, it's just such a gift to someone to mm. go through life with. yes cool well, folks now that the microphones are not working at all and the audio quality is probably very low i want to thank you so much for still being yeah for still being no for supporting us in this podcast through your ratings and reviews on itunes katie and i have some episodes that we're really excited about like we said we've got some really exciting interviews coming up Elisha um, feels like he has to pitch the future of the podcast because yeah. this episode was just like us talking, <laughs> rambling, rambling. Uh, but in all seriousness, we're so grateful to be able to have this podcast for the support that we've received from you all. Um, so yeah, thank you. Well, actually I said that wrong. If you, if this is your first podcast that you're listening to, don't get your hopes up because every podcast is us just talking. Uh, we aren't dancing or doing mimes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes we have more of a like thought out plan. Not today, though. All right. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Not today. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.